Welcome to Satisfied, where our aim is to behold the glory of God. My name is Nick Jackson, pastor of Timberline Baptist Church in Lacey, Washington. And this is Bobby Gaither, pastor of Hope Fellowship in Hillsboro, Oregon. We're back. So we, we're back. Yeah, you guys missed us, we're, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> we are back. You know, uh, we, we took a break. And it wasn't necessarily a a break that we decided and was intentional. Man, just time got kind of crazy as we we're hitting this fall and things were happening. And so now we're believing yeah. we're getting our schedules all yeah. back together, yeah, we're, I guess. We're, yeah. People, and did, did people ask you? Like, people asked me, did the band break up? Like... Did did our did the boy band disperse? Did like yeah, I had like that one person you know that listens <laughs> from my church uh, come and no, I had a few questions and I just basically said yeah, we're, we're we haven't done it yet. Yeah, okay, hey, we got to give we're, a shout out. I'll, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Jeff Pagel because Pagel was asking, hey dude, it's been a while. I've I've been waiting for the podcast to update, so it's. It's cool. Jeff will. And Jeff Pagel's a cool guy. He's a pastor over in, not Yakima. Sunnyside. He's actually. Sunnyside. He's, he's further east of Yakima. So he and I met in Yakima when I was over there a few weeks back. Cool. Cool. He's a good guy. I like him. Yeah. All right. Hey, so today's topic of conversation. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before we do that, were you going to tell him like, like where we're going? Oh, though? oh, why don't you tell us where we're going? I don't know. <laughs> hey, so in, go ahead. Nah, you go. No, this is horrible. We should have planned this out. Uh, we we kind of did. <laughs> hey, our next series. We're, we're rusty. We are. Rusty. We are a little rusty. So we're getting back into the swing of it. Loosen up the old joints. Uh, we are going to do a series uh, on this sermon on the mount. That is what's next, and then we're gonna hit the b- b- boom. <laughs> <laughs> So there. Uh, it felt like there just needed to be something. Yeah, there. maybe add some effects. You know what? I wonder if I can add a voice effect to that. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to hit the b- 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 Beatitudes and drop some resigns. I, I don't even know what those mean. <laughs> Bobby is so much cooler with me when it comes to like rhythmic words. and Words. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm trying to get ready for uh, today's podcast. Uh, is is Kanye for reals, and you'll see in the title the way we spelt that. Uh, discerning the power of the gospel in conversion and sanctification. That's our that's our subtitle. Uh, and uh, you know, every now and then we we will do uh, kind of a um, cultural highlight. Cultural highlight. What's going on around us? You know how how should we as Christians be thinking about uh, what happens when a notorious person, a famous person, comes to Christ when they become a Christian? Uh, and uh, you know what? One of the the first articles that I saw, actually one of the best articles that I saw out there, uh, was written by Patrick Schreiner. Patrick is a seminary professor at Western Seminary. Really, really cool guy. Um, chatted with him a few times, uh, but his. The topic, or should I say the title of his article, reads like this. The New Testament teaches us not to second-guess surprising conversions. Did you, it's kind of a cool title. Yeah. Did you read through this? You read through this, didn't you? Yeah, I read his. I read that article. Yeah. Um, what would you think about it? 
so I read it like last week. And so I don't have my immediate <laughs> thoughts, but I, I, you know, I think when we look at the Bible though, like we see a, a, a bunch of people who are saved. Yeah. You know, people like Paul, who, you know, according to Galatians 1, was going out to kill people. And we read about that in Acts chapter 9, where he is he's literally going to go and, and arrest and kill Christians. Yeah. I, I believe Nebuchadnezzar, Old Testament, I think he got saved. You think Nebuchadnezzar? there was some debate about, yeah. I, I preached on Daniel and spending some time in that. Uh, based upon his testimony at the end of chapter 4, I, I really believe that he was saved. And uh, so we see some, what we might say, the infamous or notorious type figures yeah. get saved. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's part of what, what Patrick talks about, too. Um, and I, th- I think he, he kind of warns us to not be too overjoyed and yet not be too um, skeptical. In fact, hmm. part of what he says is, is we should be uh, accepting of uh, when when new people come to faith, you know, and especially celebrities, and he, he mentions Paul, he talks about Paul uh, as one example, Cornelius being another example uh, in Acts, and also even Simon the Sorcerer, uh, kind of a, a local celebrity. Did he, get, did he get saved? Well, so here's here's where, where he he comments he? With, with Simon. If you look at the end of, of his <clears throat> conversation with Peter, you know, he asked Peter to pray for him, to give him those powers. And then, you know, Peter rebukes him. And then Simon the Sorcerer asks, pray for me that none of what you said happens to me. So, okay. so you know, was that maybe repentance? There's a repentance? Yeah, maybe there's a repentance there. But either way, what you saw uh, was was he he was allowed to be a part or at least brought with Peter. Okay. Uh, uh, when he converted or when he professed faith and professed Christ. Um, so just a real well thought out, uh, uh, article, um, uh, pr- praying for perseverance, you know, as part of what he, what he finished with, which I think is what we're going to talk about today too. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, one of Kanye's songs is called hands on. And the, the premise is, you know, Christians are going to be the first ones. Uh, what have you been hearing from the Christians? They're, they're the first ones to doubt me. Um, right. Make it yeah. make it feel like nobody loved me, uh, and then his his prayer is, man, uh, what is it? Fred Hammond. Okay, dude, I'm a total gospel guy. I don't know if you know this. Like, yeah. Like I, well, I hope so. I, well, gospel, isn't that a good thing? Gospel as in <laughs> as in gospel music. Like, okay. Like I I own a lot of Fred Hammond music. Um, uh, he's just so f- talented. Anyhow, so Fred comes on and he sings something to the effect of, "I deserve all the all the criticism you got." Uh, if that's all you have, that's all the love you have, that's all you got. Um, uh, something to the effect of, uh, but I have this one request, pray for me. Like it's, it's hmm. the, the request is pray for me, you know, pray, yeah. pray that I stay, pray that I, pray that I, uh, I stand and so forth. And so I think that's a, a great point, um, uh, made by Pat, by Pat, Patty. Oh, Patty, Patrick. <laughs> Patty, Patrick Shiner, Patty boy, um, uh, I mean uh, Doctor Shiner, uh, the younger um, or one of the youngers, uh, but but really where it goes in that article is well, who can be saved? Hmm. Like who can be saved? So how how powerful yeah. is the gospel? 
You know, and I, I think that's that's a good question because you know what what I hear is when a lot of people respond to someone like Kanye, they they almost seem surprised that he's saved. And I and I think in a couple ways. One, they're saying, wow, you know, could he really believe? You know, they look at his lifestyle, they look at the things he has done. Um but what I find is that the the people that I've engaged or <clears throat> or maybe even the the things that I've heard online, it seems like there's actually a, a bigger uh, doubt, not in the person, but in the gospel and the power of God to save. Uh, as if, can that person really be saved or could God really save that person? And I think as you bring it back, you know, who can be saved? And what we see according to God's word, um, God's grace is powerful enough to save, to save anyone. Yeah. Um, there's no one who can resist. <clears throat> Man, I'm sorry, I got like this frog thing that keeps creeping up, but uh, there's no one who can resist the grace of God. Yeah. And yeah. when God pours out, and, and you go back and listen to our, our kind of our tulip series where we talk about, you know, that, that irresistible grace, when God's irresistible grace comes upon someone, uh, it melts it melts our resistance against God and it makes God beautiful so that whether you're Kanye, the Apostle Paul or or Bobby or Nick, yeah. you know, like we're all sinners worthy of God's wrath. Uh, yeah. And yet God's grace saves us. Well, so. And I think that's it, too, is mine and your conversion story is really just as amazing. Yeah, it's Kanye's because it's just not on you know CNN and the tabloids and everything else. Well, yeah, and and we which, live, we live in a different stratosphere, uh, much much closer <laughs> to the earth, uh, a little lower, both in economic uh, and public figure uh, uh, status, right? Uh, so so there's a sense in which okay, who can be saved? E- even someone as what we would say is far away from the gospel as far away from Christ as 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 we would think Kanye would be and and as even as worldly right i mean that's part of yeah. that's that is part of the, the the perceived miracle of someone as worldly i mean he's married to to the, you know a kardashian there's a lot of money there there's tv shows there's uh different values uh uh that are presented there too and and so to see to see someone saved in in that stratosphere um should not theologically we sh- we shouldn't see that any differently than yeah. than our neighbor than our family member because we're all hopelessly lost regardless um but it, but I think it it does pose the next question is why is it exciting why is it exciting that Kanye gets saved or, or got saved or, or or is it or or you know what I mean like I mean is it more exciting? Is it more exciting that, that Kanye got saved? Uh, I, I don't know that I would say it's more exciting because I, I don't want to place a worth on individuals mm-hmm. as if we, like if, if you and I get saved, that, that helps out God's team to some extent. But if Kanye gets saved, that helps out God's team far more. Um, I would say it's exciting in that he, he has a different platform than you and I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I have a platform within, you know, kind of small churches that we're preaching to. And, you know, the, the people on this podcast or, or who read our blogs, I mean, that's, that's probably not going as far as when, 
when Kanye puts an album out and you know sells 20 million or so. So when he's up on a stage, he has a platform that automatically people are listening to from walks yeah. of life that you and I, um, we don't interact with as much just because, you know, we could go into various reasons why. So I think that's exciting. Not, not that it's more exciting that he got saved versus my, yeah. my daughter or your, your children or someone you know, that we know that we've been praying for in yeah. our own church. But the platform that he has, I think that's pretty exciting and praying how God might use that. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand that. And I, and I think, I mean, that's definitely, that's a natural, um, you know, it's, it's a natural response for us to be excited for that, for the sake of influence. Yet at the same time, yeah. did God really gain anything? <laughs> well, so, uh, we could answer that in two ways. <laughs> Do you want the true version or a quote from Kanye from Osteen's well, church I, the other day. You know, I think maybe, and, maybe we need to look at both because uh, that might take us into, well, th- let's go to Kanye's quote later. Uh, let's talk about the true version right now, and then we'll get to okay. what Kanye's understanding is. Uh, well, I, I think when we come back to just knowing who God is and that he is actually independent of all of creation and that he is uh, completely sufficient in himself, therefore creation itself adds nothing to God. And so our salvation or lack of salvation actually does not add or take away anything from God. So I think we need to we need to have a big enough understanding of who our God is that we and all that we say we might be able to do or accomplish, um, we add nothing to God. He is yeah. sufficient. He is perfect. He is holy. Uh, he has no lack. And so when we understand that, then we also understand, I think, then the incredible grace that God has for us in our salvation, because he didn't save you and I or a Kanye because we do make his team better, or he needed us to make his team better. Uh, God in himself and his Trinitarian self is fully sufficient. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, I would, I would agree. I, um, we can't add anything to his. Man, could glory. you imagine if you disagreed right there? <laughs> like where this conversation would go? <laughs> Sorry, I just think that'd be funny. Well, just just not funny actually. No, not very funny. <laughs> well, and here's the thing, and, and I hear this out of a many well-meaning Christians. Um, out of many well-meaning Christians, they would say, "Man, if only that person could get saved. Think of the resources." Oh, that God yeah. would gain. Think of, think of the influence God would gain. Think of, you know, uh, so, so we have to look at Kanye. Well, first of all, it doesn't matter how much money someone has. Totally. The, the earth is the Lord's and uh, the fullness thereof. It all belongs to him. Uh, when Jesus needed to go pay a temple tax, he went fishing. Uh, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's, totally. he's not... He's not in need. When he, when he wanted to provide for a party, he turned water into wine. Uh, the, everything belongs to him. He is the cattle on a thousand hill. So when a person of renown or of wealth comes to your church or comes to the Lord, we should not rejoice any more than we would a beggar. 
yeah. uh, a, a homeless person or the average Joe, Jane or Joe. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it, it's the same. Like, it's exciting because they went from darkness to light. God has shown his love, his grace, his mercy upon them, and they now see this gospel that was repulsive is now their treasure. Uh, and, and so Pharaoh adds nothing to them. Kanye adds nothing to God. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar added nothing to God. It's, it's none of the above it, other than the sheer magnification of the grace of God. Right. That's why it's exciting. Like it's exciting for, you, for that reason. You know, when you when you say that, it reminds me, like like our status before coming to Christ, isn't then the basis of what our status or isn't how necessarily we're going to be used um, or determinative of how we're going to be used after we come to know Christ. And what I mean by that is, uh, so Jay Piper, Jay Piper, John Piper, Jay Pip, uh, good buddy of mine. Whom you've hugged? On, I did hug him (laughs) once, and then they told me to stop touching him, and I think I got removed from the Desiring God (laughs) Conference, and it was weird. But, uh, so he's kind of like my Christian hero, or one of them, other uh, other than the Chris Gorman. But, but you know he was graduating with a with a pre med degree, and then he gets mono. And while he has mono, God just does a work in his heart, and he ends up coming uh, to to realize that he's going to be a minister of the gospel. Now here's a guy who had never who was scared to death of public speaking, and and yet God changed that, and God has used him where his church. Uh, has sent out hundreds and hundreds of people into not just short-term, but long-term missions. Thousands of people have come to know Christ. His books have given such influence uh, for the gospel in this world. So anyways, just like we, we need to be careful on on then thinking that because Kanye is Kanye and the platform he has, that that means, man, now he's going to be using this amazing way. He might not. He might just be used in small ways. I mean, who knows? Because there can be people like like the John Pipers uh, who, who, you know, have small plans or different ideas, and then God changes that because of his grace and uses them, gives them a platform, which is far greater than we could ever imagine. So I just think that's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, back to, to, like, we're... The title of this is, Is Kanye for Reals? Discerning yeah. the Power of the Gospel in Conversion and Sanctification. Okay, so, you know, I have to, I'm, I'm going to admit, I'm going to admit that when I first heard that Kanye was coming out with a gospel album, uh, um, my eyes rolled. Are you for reals? That's exactly Go back it. to our that's, title. That's really what the way I thought, man. I was like, oh gosh, really? Great. And, and I got to say, uh, then I, I listened. I listened to the album. I, I, I heard about it. Uh, I downloaded it. Um, my kids sing the Chick-fil-A song. Um, I, uh, <laughs> Chick-fil-A? Uh, and and here's, here's, what, here's what gives me reason to accept his testimony based on, okay. based on his album, based on what I hear in his album. Um, and, and this is how we, I think, as Christians, are called to discern 
discern the, the, the faithfulness, uh, discern uh, if there's a gospel conviction and a true gospel conversion in someone's, in someone's heart. Uh, are the gospel elements present in their story? Do they recognize that they were lost in sin? Do they recognize uh, who saved them? Do they recognize from what they were saved? Do they recognize to whom they are saved? And do they recognize who the hero is? Are they the hero? Or is, God, or is Jesus the hero? So, yeah. so just to answer those, those questions, okay, gospel elements, creation, fall, redemption, new creation, right? Do they know that they were created part of God's creation? They belong to him? That he's the one who determines truth? They're supposed to find their significance and, and their purpose in him? Do they recognize that they, they are fallen sinners by birth and by choice? Um, do they recognize that Jesus is the only means of redemption, both dying for their sins, paying for the atonement for their sins on the cross, that the wrath yeah. of God that they rightfully deserved, and they deserve in their current state because when we are fallen, we are slaves to sin? And uh, Do they recognize that Jesus is the one who sets them free? He's the only one who can set them free? And do they recognize that they are saved to him, to know him, to be with him, uh, to serve him, to love him? Uh, and they belong to him. Uh, and, and so I see all these elements in his album. I'll say that. I see okay. those elements in his album. I'll just, I'm going to throw out a few, uh, and then, then we're going to jump in. Okay, so, so what does that mean? How do we judge conversion? Uh, what does it mean for young Christians? So forth. So here's the deal. Kanye talks about sin and probably says Jesus more in his 30-minute album than than Caleb does. Um, I, I'm, I, and I'm, I'm being serious. I'm like, there's, uh, what are you saying about Caleb? Well, I, I, Caleb's great. No, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to diss Caleb, but he, he talks about sin and he talks, he, he says, Jesus, he says that, uh, in his album, they saved her. Jesus saved a wretch like me. He says, I, I stepped out of the light, meaning the lights, like the lights that, you know, stage lights, so I can see the light. Uh, he says, tell the devil that I'm going on strike. Been working, working for him my whole life. Uh, so he's just recognition. Can you wrap that? Can, uh, can you do it like Kanye does? Do it. Tell the devil that I'm going on strike. I've been working for him my whole life. Oh, I see the white man's overbite happening over there, dude, Nick. I saw dude, that, you buddy. you so good. I saw that. Mm. I saw that. <laughs> uh, but but you hear you hear elements of the gospel. You hear his understanding that he he was yeah. a sinner, that that he was in in slavery to sin. You hear that Jesus he belongs to Jesus. Jesus saved him, um, and you hear. In fact, he, he talks about uh, being on mission. Yeah, Jesus is the king. He's a soldier. So the, there's some recognition in in his lyrics that okay. that that to me present present at least a healthy start uh, of, an, of a knowledge of the gospel, um, even a saving knowledge of the gospel. So what happens when, think, uh, go ahead. I think that's good. Um, like we see that like first Corinthians 15, you know, Paul, 
Paul lays forth and he says, you know, I delivered to you a first importance what I also received. Christ died for our sins yep. according to his scriptures. Yep. He was buried. He was raised on the third day in accordance with scriptures yep. that he appeared to Cephas. And then, you know, he, he appeared to all these others. Uh, so clearly Paul is given the gospel, which it, it seems as though Kanye has an understanding of uh, according to his album. Now, again, I, I would say, and I think we would both say, you know, we have a very limited yeah. understanding of Kanye. Yeah. Like, we have an album, you know, there's some, there's some online chatter that, that we have quotes from him or quotes from others. So all we can do is, is base things off a few of a, of a small window that we have. Yep. Uh, but, you know, Romans 10 says, if you confess with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Uh, there seems to be that. Like, I agree with you. There seems to be that understanding from Kanye. Has he actually done it? You know, we can get into that maybe a little bit later on some other things, but there seems to be that. So I, I would agree with you. So I, I think, so a testimony that, that includes like the gospel elements that you brought up, uh, things like you know who saved them from what to whom, who is the hero. Uh, what what is maybe something else that we would then say is evidence of salvation? While we know that yep. we're saved by grace, so we're not talking means; we're talking evidence. Yep. Uh, yep. A testimony, verbally acknowledging Christ as King and Lord, that definitely is one. W- what would other things be? Well, and and I think uh, we have to. We are called as Christians to judge the fruit. Okay, so fruit. So, okay, yeah. So and and I'm thinking. Um, uh, John, I think in, in Matthew 3, John the Baptist. Now, it's an interesting con, uh, situation. John is speaking to Pharisees, but he tells them, uh, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Like repentance, repentance is, is, is a fruit, but we're supposed to bear fruit in keeping with. It's not just, yes, we've sinned. Yes, we, we uh, have fallen short of the glory of God. Yes, uh, yeah. we need a Savior. But then, but then there's fruit. Then there's fruit that follows, um, and that fruit is only found right. It's only found by being by abiding in the vine, right? Uh, even even having that new heart in Christ. That new heart in Christ is given to us. Uh, this indwelling Spirit. John fifteen five, uh, Jesus says, "Apart from me, you can do nothing." Right? I am the I'm the vine. You are the branches. Uh, any any branch uh, in me that does not bear fruit is taken away. Uh, uh, so you see fruit, and, and I mean, I think it's also important to note that, you know, uh, fruit of the Spirit is love, yeah. joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are, that's all fruit yeah. uh, that a Christian is to, is to, it's to be produced in a Christian who's, who's walking in the Spirit, who's feeding on the gospel, who's feeding on Jesus, right? Who's bearing, uh, who's abiding in Jesus. And so, so the, the, tell, the, the, the long-term signs of someone who's walking in Christ is they persevere and they bear fruit. Yeah, it's good. So, so what we see with the gospel confession with Kanye, we, we should pray is, is real and we should accept is real. And then I think we as the body of Christ would, and we don't know him personally, right? But, but we would affirm him where he needs to be affirmed and we would gently rebuke him 
where he needs to be rebuked. As as we would do with as any of us. As we would do with anyone else. It doesn't matter how whether you're a Grammy-nominated uh, platinum 17 times. Titanium, titan- silver, yeah, it doesn't, uh, right? gold. And I don't even know what other medals there are, but I'm sure he's got them. He's got them, right? <laughs> and, and, and that's great. You know, but but the deal is whether whether you're Kanye or 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 um, Queen Sheba or uh, the person who 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 barely makes it to church on Sunday. Um, you know, and I like I like what you said though. So we we have we do have works um, this fruit that we're supposed to have. Like I'm preaching through James right now, and one of the things James says in chapter two: What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? Um, and basically, he makes a case that a faith that does not produce works is not real faith. It's not so, real. Yeah. So if you have a real confession, then real works will come from that, yeah. not as a means, but as a product of real faith. Yeah. Um, but I like, I like that you add perseverance, and of course, we strongly believe in perseverance. As we go back to even you know the tulip uh, series that we did a long time ago, but. A good thing about perseverance shows we don't rely on past actions. Like we don't look back like a year ago or five years ago and say, well, I got baptized and I went to church, but I don't read the Bible. I don't do anything now. Perseverance focuses on the now, the daily activity um, of our Christian life. And so it's not just looking backward, but are we continuing? Are we persevering? Are we continuing yeah. to walk and run the race that God has for us? Uh, and, and I think that's helpful because there are a lot of people in church who, you know, they're looking back for the for the evidence of their salvation to the fact that they got baptized, you know, 25 years ago. And other than attend church, there's not really a lot of fruit that happens. And so really looking at the regular perseverance of the Christian life um, is really important. So I think, yeah, so we have testimony and and we have fruit fruit and and the persevering fruit. Yeah. And and part of that fruit is submission, submission to the church and submission to others, a mutual submission, right? I like that. And so so here's where where I, I... I have a stronger hope for Kanye than I would for uh, if it was just any random celebrity who would say, um, you know, uh, I believe in Jesus. I was a sinner. Uh, now I'm part of God's kingdom. My hope or, or my strong, the, the support of that hope is one of his pastors, uh, Tyler, Adam Tyler, I think is his name. Uh, and uh, it's just interesting to see this. Well, I mean, how do I put it without being PC? Just this white guy from Master Seminary in Los Angeles, California, who's a uh, a pastor at a local church and teaches counseling at Master Seminary. That's one of the guys that he's pulled into his inner circle to have disciple him. To have, he flies him out for a Bible study. He... Um, which Kanye, in case you're listening, because I, I know you probably are listening to to our podcast. I'm willing to be flyed out, flyed out. I'm willing. I'm willing to fly out. You want to? You want a one on one with Kanye? I, I, I'm just saying. I'm willing. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to take the place of your other pastor, but 
I wouldn't mind just coming and, and sharing the gospel, getting to know you. <laughs> I, I'm just putting that out there. Bobby, would, would you come with me? I would love to come with you. In fact, so but, we're just Kanye, when you listen to this, yes, not if, but when, when you listen when. to this, just just saying, Bobby and I, we, we don't want to take anyone's place, but if we could come and just encourage mutual you. Encouragement. Well, it's mutual, mutual encouragement. Mutual so encouragement. There you go. We are willing to do that uh, for the sake of the kingdom. <laughs> So I, and just hey, sorry, just putting it out I, there. I know we're kind of laughing, but I mean, in all honesty, that'd be that'd be amazing. I, that'd be amazing. I wasn't kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm willing. <laughs> I would, that, would, that would be fun. That'd be fun. Uh, but I, the question is, okay, so the title is Kanye for reals, right? Discerning, discerning the power of the gospel in conversion and sanctification. So the same gospel that saved Kanye, saved you, saved me, sanctifies us. It continues to sanctify us. So that same proclamation in the testimony that Jesus is God, I am not. That he is king, I am not. That I was sold to slavery and sin and he purchased me, bought me, redeemed me. I'm his, I belong to him. Now I serve him. Uh, That same attitude continues as as we abide in him and bear fruit. Yeah. Um, so how do we discern? Well, there's, there's this continual, there should be a continual progression in Christians, in Kanye and in everyone who calls himself a follower of Christ, that they become more and more like Christ, which means they become more and more humble. Uh, uh, they become more and more willing to serve others. Uh, it is a, we believe in a progressive sanctification. Are there certain things that, that man just dissipate when you come to Jesus? I think that that happens, but there's a lot of attitudes and sinful bents that God, idols of our heart that God has to lovingly pry our fingers from day by day, moment by moment for the rest of our lives until we see him face to face. We're being progressively made into his image. And let's pick on one of those real quick, can I? Yeah. So, so I, I think... I'm trying to figure out the way to say this first, which order to go in. Um, we'll, we'll just say what Kanye said, and then I want to come back to the heart of us, like like to you and to me and, and just other Christians. Yeah, be careful because so, he might renege on that offer to... No, to, no, to, no, 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 don't, don't renege. So, oh man, now I got to think about how I say this. No, so uh, so Kanye goes to Osteen's church this this last week, apparently. Okay, so, and so, now there's this a whole bunch of chatter on all of that. Define First of all, define who Osteen is. Okay, Osteen is, he has one of the largest, I don't even want to use the word church. Gatherings. Uh, Gatherings. He has one of the largest gatherings of people in the United States. Um, But he is is straight up, we would call him a a false teacher. He does not believe in the truth of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Um, That uh, he believes that... that that we ought to basically become like Christ in the sense of we are God and that we deserve to have all of our goods and all the prosperity right now. He preaches what we would call a prosperity gospel, not the true gospel. So anyways, so so he goes out to Osteen's church and and on that stage, they have like a 15 to 20 minute conversation and I don't know all that's said, and I may be ripping a little of this out of context. So I think even there, I want to humbly say what I'm about to say, that I could be wrong, and I may have heard it wrong. But 
But Kanye says, you know, in the past, Satan has had all the best artists, all the best musicians, all, all the best when it comes to, uh, you know, those who are on stage. And then Kanye says, but now God has the best musician ever, who was ever born, basically. Something along those lines. And a lot of Christians, I mean, we have jumped all over that and, you know, said, well, that's a, that's a terrible saying. Obviously, he's not saved. He doesn't understand who he is. Uh, he doesn't understand the gospel. Well, maybe, maybe that's true. Or maybe what we have is a guy here who's still growing. Like you say, we're in progressive sanctification. We're growing in our walk with Christ. So I don't want to give too much lenience here. But yet also, I think we all need to realize as Christians have we ever said some really stupid things? Have we ever said some heretical things? Have we ever believed things that then later as we grew weren't true? Um, have we ever read books by what we would say Bible teachers that then later we found out, wow, they actually were not good Bible teachers. They were actually leading away from the true gospel. I think there's a lot of people who would all say yes to that. So before we start throwing darts at him, um, I like what you said earlier. We should have a hope. And that hope ought to lead us to pray for him, ought to lead us to compassion for him, not to just judging in a in a way that makes us, uh, I don't want to say criminalize, but uh, demonize almost him. Um, but we should be moved to prayer. We should be moved to humility in our own life, uh, realizing that what you said, sanctification is progressive. We're growing and becoming more like Christ, which means hopefully... As time goes, we, rest, we, we grow more and more in our victory over sin. We overcome more sins. We become wiser. I mean, man, who I am today was way different than who I was when I was seven years old yeah. when I first came to know Christ. Yeah. The sins I struggle with today are very different than those sins. Uh, so anyways, I throw that out there because we need to be careful on how we look at them. And while we do see the fruit of their life, we need to realize, especially someone like Kanye, he's on a stage and a light that is on him that is very different than you and I have ever experienced. The pressures that go on with that are very different. I'm sure the temptations are different than what we have faced in many ways. Uh, and we need to pray for him in those ways. So yeah, I, yeah. going back to that sanctification, it is progressive. So let's make sure we, we realize that with others, not just ourselves. Yeah, and that doesn't excuse, you know, the comment. I mean, I think... I think we no, we would, and I don't want to. Yeah, and I don't want to come across that way. We, we would definitely still say, okay, that 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 was pride and arrogance, and um, and 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 wrong. I mean, we we, we really would. I I would I would commend Kanye to to take a different approach, and uh, you know, to to thank God and glorify God for the gifts that He's given him. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if he's he's very talented, and, and I think it's okay to recognize what God has given you. Um, but I I would be very slow uh, to say that God didn't have all of that before, uh, or or he needed it, or that he needed it. Yeah, um, I mean, there's there's a lot there's there's a big context here that Kanye is not aware of of a lot of other Christian musicians that are very talented. Um, and then, and then to, they might not have had as big of a platform as him, but that there's, yeah. So, so there's, there's a lot there to sort out. And I think really what it is, is whether it's Kanye or Nick or Bobby or your neighbor or your, your own pastor or your friend, uh, we're all going to 
we're all going to sin. We're all going to say yeah. stupid things. Um, that that in our pride and arrogance, uh, when you when you match it up against the gospel, um, are wrong. That yeah. that doesn't negate God's grace in our life. It doesn't negate my salvation. But I'm I am called to grow more and more in likeness of Him, and so how we do that as a church body and how we help people do that as a church body, um, is one where we we rebuke in gentleness. And and gentleness and and here's the thing you and I don't have relationship with Kanye, so it's not like I not, can... I'm not until he flies us out. <laughs> so it's not <laughs> it's not like you and I can pick up the phone and say, "Hey, Kanye, man, that you know you should really think that." Um, yeah, you know. So we're... that goes back to the local church. And, Hopefully, his pastor. And, and, and... Yeah, and that's it. And, and that's the context in which that would happen. It wouldn't be. It shouldn't be you and I on social media saying, "Gosh." Kanye, you know, and, and, and was that, was that tongues? <laughs> well, casting aspersions on him, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. that's, that's, that's not our role as the church either. Uh, and unfortunately we, we do that far too quickly. I mean, you go, well, like a good point of that is Philippians chapter one, right? There are some guys, Paul's in jail. Some guys are going out and preaching Christ, uh, but they're doing it wrongly. I forget how it says in Philippians one. Give me a second. I'm almost there. Almost there. Uh, He goes, all right, I got it. I got it. I got it. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. So it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard. Oh, wait, no, verse 15. I'm sorry. Chapter 1, verse 15. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim proclaim Christ out of rivalry, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. But then he says, what then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. Uh, I mean, we need to be excited most that the gospel is going forth, uh, and and Kanye is going to grow. I think, like what you said, he's going to grow in his understanding. Uh, I'm in James three right now, and in James three, at the very end, he's talking about how our wisdom is is to be evidenced not only in works but in humility, mm-hmm. and and as we mature. Not only do our works show our love for Christ and our love for others, but they're to be done in humility. And, and that's our prayer for, for someone like Kanye, that he would grow in that. But, but if he's going to continue to preach Christ and, and give albums and, and you know, mess things up at times like we all do, like we still proclaim or we still rejoice in that Christ is being proclaimed. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Hey, on that, um, that's all I got. What you, you got anything else? Um, I had a cool quote that I wouldn't mind reading. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought this was really good. And you and I, I, I think we've tried to be careful in in making too hard of a declaration one way or the other, whether he's saved or not saved. We're hoping he's saved based upon like mm-hmm. what you saw, mm-hmm. what you have said. There's evidences of his salvation, and we want to pray that is there. Um, but when it comes... To, to how do we understand believers are saved. This comes from a book, Stop Asking Jesus Into Your Heart by J.D. Greer. Uh, man, such an awesome book. It's small. It's totally readable. You can pick it up, read it in an afternoon. Uh, it is a treasure chest of just wisdom. And, and yeah, so here it says, 
I can't stress enough that this important process of examination, meaning are we a Christian, can only be properly done in the context of a local church. You need other Christians who are committed to your spiritual well-being. They're the ones who will be able to get to know you and identify the fruit of the new birth in your life. We are not good judges of our own hearts. Some people are entirely too easy on themselves. They imagine that they give evidence of genuine regret and repentance for their sin when in reality there is none. Others with a tender conscience are far too hard on themselves. They take every weakness and failure as evidence that they are hypocrites and false Christians. Being involved in a local church is immensely helpful for both kinds of people. Uh, So our... Our desire, or our, I think what we would say is, man, the best people to know Kanye's heart is going to be those within his local church. Yeah. And, and I don't know, and I don't know what that even looks like. I mean, I, we've talked about a pastor being flat, flown up. So hopefully, I mean, it'd be cool if he flew the whole congregation up too every week. But hopefully, Kanye is also in a local church where other Christians are speaking truth to him, are able to examine his life, are able to talk to them about what they see. Uh, and where he can pray and work through repentance and, and sin. I mean, that's that's yeah. what we all need. That's what yeah. I need. Yeah. That's what you need. Uh, and those are going to be the best people. And I like how he said, you need other Christians who are committed to your spiritual well-being. And committed to their spiritual well-being is not watching someone on on the Internet. Uh, it is, is doing life with them. Yeah. So the only people you can truly be committed to are those in your local church or, or maybe in just your local context. Uh, that's what we need to pray for Kanye. Yeah. And that's what we need to pray for ourselves as a person. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, speaking yeah. of, let's do that. All right. All right. Let's pray it up. Okay. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, first and foremost, we praise you for the gospel that you have given, the gospel that reveals your power, the power to bring sinners, sinners from death to life, that we would go from alien and strangers to citizens and adopted children in your family. And that, Father, you don't just bring us into your kingdom and into your family, but you make us heirs, co-heirs with Christ, that, (coughs) that we would be sons and daughters. And Father, we praise you for that. And Father, uh, we pray that Kanye is saved. We pray that he truly does know you as Lord and King. And we pray that there are men and women who are around him, uh, who are walking with him, who are praying for him. We pray for his whole family, the Kardashians and everyone, that they would all come to Christ. And Lord, I pray that, that whatever knowledge Kanye has, whatever faith he has, that it just continues to grow. And Lord, if he is not saved, Lord, we do pray that you would bring people into his life that would bring conviction, uh, that your spirit would work through, and that he would truly be saved. But Lord, our prayer is that he would be saved, and our prayer is that we as Christians would speak with love and gentleness, that we would seek to, uh, that we would pray fervently that he would grow. Just as we need to pray uh, for one another, that I need prayer, that Bobby needs prayer, that everyone in our church needs prayer. Uh, Lord, may we not be in awe that a sinner was saved. May we be in awe that you saved sinners, God. For Lord, you alone are worthy. Lord, you are powerful. You are holy and without sin. And Lord, we praise you that you would know us and that you would love us and that you would share your infinite grace and mercies with us. Um, Lord, we pray that uh, as we go forward, that we would have hearts of gentleness and compassion towards one another. And may we seek to honor others with our words, not to tear down and not to attack. Um, 
Father, we praise you for this day. In your name, Jesus, amen. Amen. You have been listening to Satisfied in Christ. You can learn more about Nick P. Jackson at our website, www. Nick, what? What's your middle name? Um, not a P. Oh, is it a fr- has nothing to do with P's. Okay. What do you think it was? Like Philip? Yeah, that sounds good. Patrick? Nicola- I'm not Patrick. Nicholas Patrick. Nicholas. No, it's nothing. You know, I'm not even going to say what my real name is now. No, it's not you with can, a P, though. You can find more about, out about our ministry at www.satisfiedinchrist.life. That's dot L-I-F-E. And we're going to send it off to our main man, Mitch. Take it away, Mitch. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A.